Hello and welcome. This is Tiff here from Tiffany Micah Podcast. Hope you are having an absolutely awesome day and you've started off your day really, really strong. Now, what I want to share with you is the daily tiff from this week and these episodes of what I shared throughout the week. And um, I want to say that you don't have to listen to each one in a, in a daily format. I've put them all together for you so you can listen to them all in one hit so you don't have to stop what you're doing. You can just can just let the ball roll, as they say, and keep listening to um, what I wanted to share with you this week, some aha moments that came up throughout the week um, with the people that I talked with or... I was learning and becoming more aware of things and so on. So the first one that we, we actually looked at, and you'll hear it in more detail, is are you making excuses? And I cover that in quite a bit of depth about are you making excuses about what you should be doing, what you need to be doing, what you're not doing. Um, it's really important that you're aware of the fact that you are making excuses and I was making some excuses around certain things and that's what I talk about is, is making excuses. So uh, stay tuned and, and listen in for that one. The second area I was talking about was why focusing on the outcome doesn't work and that's um, – I actually talk about that also in Lessons Learned this week is really about uh, looking at the big picture but you're actually not really focusing on the attention to detail and focusing on the outcome actually doesn't work because it, all it does is, you know, it, it creates a lot of stress and anxiety for you. So we're going to be looking at why focusing on the outcome doesn't work and how and what you need to be doing in order to help you achieve your outcome, but what you need to actually be focused on. The next area we looked at was why practicing with purpose is essential because I'm not going to tell you all of it because you'll need to be make sure that you're actually listening to why it's so important that you sh- you're practicing with purpose um, and everything that you're doing is with purpose because if you're not doing something with purpose, then what's the point? And so I cover that in more detail and what you need to be then focused on, what action steps you can do on focusing on um, the practice with purpose. So you can apply this to your sport. You can apply this to your business. You can apply this to your career. You can apply this to your life. And also, um, having an impact and leaving an impact. So that I found that one quite an emotional area to cover simply because I had attended a funeral in that week. And, um, it was, uh, really had an impact on me on what I learned about attending that particular funeral. I was becoming more aware of actually what was going on with regards to the impact that, that this lovely lady had left and so on to her family. So um, those are the four areas that we're going to be looking at. Uh, so like I said, keep doing what you're doing and I will catch up with you at the end of after you've hear, heard all of these episodes for this week. Are you making excuses? Now, the reason that I'm asking you this question, are you making excuses because I know that I am. Hey, we're all not perfect as much as we like to claim that we are. 
And I'll be the first one to let you know that I'm not perfect, but I'm always working on improving me all the time. Um, But I want you to be thinking about this question while I'm sharing some things with you, what I notice about me when I make excuses. So, um, So again, I'll ask you this question, are you making excuses And then I'm going to share with you what my excuses are and how I justify it and what I'm going to do then to improve that because, you know what, it's not serving me the way it is right now. So I'll share an example with you with regards to um, I was having a problem reducing body fat a few years ago. Well, it was actually, yeah, it was about two years ago and I was really struggling with losing the body fat and uh, it was simply because, you know, I was into a habit. I always considered myself as an athlete, I always have. And what I was noticing though, that I was starting to develop my husband's habits. He's a bit of an influence. He can be, you know, other people in your life can influence you. And even though that I eat really, really well, I tend to eat more like I'm playing, a, you know, I'm like I'm a professional athlete. So the thing that, that, I've always done is eaten a lot of protein and veggies and all of that sort of stuff. But what I was noticing is, oh, you know, my husband's eating a few chips. Oh, yeah, I'll have a few of those. You know, I'll have a few extra chocolates and da-da-da and a few extra cakes here and there. And this accumulated over because my husband and I have now been together for 10 years and this was probably around the you're around about the ninth year and I was like I'm still I'm adding a bit more, you know, a bit heavier than what I've ever been and well, actually, I was about 10 kilos heavier than I've ever been, but I was not fat, but stock, like solid. It was solid, but I knew it was, you know, I was carrying some extra body fat and had a bit of a jelly tummy and, you know, looking in the mirror, <laughs> it was, <"Ugh." laughs> no thank you to me, right? Because we're our own self-critic. So I was carrying a little bit of extra weight. I was a bit more chunky and, and so on. But I was never happy. I was training at the gym all the time. and uh, But I knew that it was what I was eating was the problem. Yet I was like, oh, no, well, you know, I'm in my head I'm still a professional athlete. You know, I can eat however I want. But actually, if you really look at it, I don't train like a professional athlete. And I haven't done that for about 10 years. So why am I thinking that? Well, you know, I was just making excuses in my mind that, oh, well, that's what I have to do. I have to eat all this food and, and so on. But really, I, I didn't have to do that, did I? It was just I was justifying that. So then I was like, okay, well, you know what? It's time to make some adjustments here. And what I did was I made some adjustments. And if you really want to know the ins and outs, I can share that with you in more detail in another podcast. But what I did was I made some adjustments and then I set up a regime for the week. And so my regime was Monday, Tuesdays, you know, protein shake, a lot of protein, veggies, fruit, but it was, it was a certain amount of protein, certain amount of veggies and so on throughout the, throughout those two days. Wednesday was then a light day. So I'd eat no more than 500 calories and there's a technique that I use in order to be able to do that it's a very effective technique I've been doing it for a long time then Thursday depending how I felt after Wednesday I'd usually do another light day so no more than 500 calories throughout the day but at night I'd still eat dinner 
come Friday, you know, get back into the regime of protein, veggies, fruit, protein shake, all of that sort of stuff. And then, but the thing was that at night on the Friday night, I started, which I was very strict early on, which enabled me to lose quite a, a bit of body fat. Then I started to justify, oh, you know what, I can have a snack tonight or I can, you know, I can eat some oats with honey and I can do this and... I was starting to justify because I've worked really hard during the week and, you know, that should be my reward. And then Saturday again, I'd do another light day throughout the day, um, you know, no more than 500 calories throughout the day. And then at night I'd have protein and veggies for dinner and then I'd eat whatever, you know, if my hubby wanted chocolates, I'd have a few chocolates and, you know, that'd be okay because, you know, I've worked really hard and, you know, I deserve that because that's a treat and, you know, and then the Sunday had come around and same thing, protein shake, lunch, protein, veggies, and then like later in the, the day, some chockies or maybe some lollies or, you know, and eat whatever. And I made my promise to myself, especially in the very early part, was that I was just going to stick to that regime, except on the Friday night, not have any treats. I mean, oats with honey really at the end of the day is not a big deal, but to me, it, it, it's starting to become a big deal because I'm starting to develop that habit of, oh, I'm doing it every Friday night, I'm doing it every Saturday night, and then I'm doing it every Sunday. So what I'm starting to notice is there's routine, you know, the routines that are starting to slot in are not the, the, the ideal habits that I really want to have. So initially I promised myself that I wouldn't deprive myself and when I um, changed my path of eating, however, where I'm at now, I'm at the point where I'm starting to make a few excuses here and there. And you know what? That's not serving me. So the question again I'm going to ask you again is are you finding that you are making excuses? So you've just heard me talk about that with regards to eating. So I'm starting to make a few little excuses here and there and, you know, and I've gone, you know what? It's not good enough, Tiff. You know, you're making these excuses. It's not good enough. And it's time to not make these excuses and go, you know what? You want to you drop a bit more body fat? Well, you're going to have to make some, uh, not sacrifices, but you're going to have to make sure that you're really sticking to the regime that you promised yourself that you initially started to do. Then I can move into training, right? So I go to the gym virtually every day there's you know one day that I usually will have a day off and so on but at times you know I've had a bit of a shoulder injury and so on and I'm starting to you know I was was noticing I was starting to wake up earlier in the morning because I do wake up earlier and I was like oh no it's okay you don't have to go to the gym you know your shoulder's really sore you're not allowed to do any up any upper body work and it's okay, like, you know, just let it rest. And, but, you know, you know, and that was what I was starting to say a couple of weeks ago because it was just really, really painful. And, and I was having these long conversations with myself about, oh, you know, it's okay, you know, give, you, give your shoulder a rest. Well, I'm not even using my shoulder because I'm not allowed to. Um, and why am, I, why am I justifying that? Because, oh, well, you know, I might want to sleep in a little bit longer and it's okay to have a sleep because, you know, you can't, you can't do the upper body work. So there's all this justification going on. And now with many conversations with myself about two weeks ago around this, I went, you know what, Tiff, just get up and get on with it, right? The more you... you stay in and and talk yourself out of doing it guess what you're not going to do it 
then if you don't go to the gym, guess what happens? Well, then you're really ticked off with yourself. You're really annoyed. You're frustrated with yourself. And then you give yourself a really hard time because you didn't get out of bed. You didn't go to the gym. And then look how the day then starts. If I'm giving myself a really hard time or you're giving yourself a really hard time because you haven't got up and go on with what you promised yourself that you're going to do, look at how you, you speak to yourself. And I noticed that I do that with me. So I'm, I'm sure that you possibly do that with you as well. And then in with business, right? So I've just started this new business, Reach Your Potential with Tiff, and people say, how's it going? I say, oh, yeah, it's early days, you know, it's early days. Yet. Well, I've only been into it for about three weeks. But the thing that um, I've noticed, I'm saying, oh, it's early days, it's early days. Well, you know what, Tiff, you know what to do. So the thing is, is you know, I make, I'm making sure that I'm prioritising and getting on with it. Even though I'm saying to people, oh, it's just early days. Well, you know what, it's not early days because I've done a lot of the groundwork and so on for this for years. You know, all the, the training that I've done on me in order to build this business and understand what I need to be focusing on to build this business, I understand that, but I'm I'm still saying it's okay, it's early days. Well, you know what? That's not good enough, Tiff, right? So the thing is, is I've got to make sure that I'm really heavily focused on building my following, following really um, creating the, the content and the information and giving you the, the strategies and the tools so that and, and providing as much value as I can so I'm solving problems for you. Right, so that's what I've got to make sure that I'm doing and not justifying it's okay, it's early days or it's okay, don't get up early in the morning because your shoulder's a bit sore or it's okay, you know, you've worked really hard during the week and you can give yourself a treat but what I'm starting to notice is giving myself a treat about three to four nights a week versus only one or two, right? So it's starting to creep in. So the thing is, is not making excuses as going you know what Tiff you're identifying that you're making these excuses so this is for you that you're listening to me right now so are you finding that you're making excuses what are those excuses and then what can you do to make sure that you're not making those excuses what are the strategies what are the what are the action steps that you need to make sure that you're taking so you're not making those excuses. So I wanted to share that with you because I think that's really important is because we tend to make excuses for ourselves and then we justify in our own mind why we shouldn't do this, why we shouldn't do that and so on and then we like, oh yeah, that's okay. But it's not okay. It's not okay if you want if you want to achieve the goals that you want to achieve or you want to achieve what the outcome, whatever it is that you want to achieve throughout the day and you're already setting yourself up saying, oh, it's okay, don't worry about it, you know, like you're not feeling that great this morning or you're a bit tired or whatever, just get on with it, take action steps and get going. Stop making excuses because you're going to be really proud of yourself for getting up, showing up, making the effort. And that's the same that applies to me, so practice what you preach, Tiff. Today, what I want to talk to you about is why focusing on the outcome or the goal doesn't work. Now, before I begin on talking about that, first, what I want to say about that is, yes, you need to focus on the outcome and that's really important. But if that's all you are doing, then it actually stops you from really getting what you want. Now, the reason for this is, is because that's all you think about. Now, you become obsessed with it, and that's where the focus is, 
right? So that's that's a, not a great thing in the sense of why focusing on the outcome doesn't work because the thing is, yes, you want to become obsessed with what you want to achieve, but the problem is, is that that obsession actually stops you from moving forward. And I'll give you an example. I'm going to talk about sport, especially golf, because I know that really, really well. So there's a lot of golfers out there who desperately want to play good golf. And look, I was exactly the same when I first started, desperate to play really good golf. And what they do is they really work really hard and they'll practice and they'll give everything that they've got. Like I said, I did that. I, I was one that worked harder than anyone to really achieve what I achieved in my golf. And I did exactly the same in tennis as well. Just trained and trained many hours a day, really put the hard work and effort in, right? I'm saying hard work. Now, this is where the problem is, is that if you don't achieve your goal and you're putting all this really hard work in and say you don't, you walk off the golf course or the tennis court or the hockey field and you feel like you haven't played well, um, you haven't really achieved what you set out to achieve in golf, you haven't, you know, you're not taking any shots off your handicap in tennis or other sports, you're not winning your matches, you're not winning those games. What do you start saying to yourself? I know what I used to say to myself, especially when I was in tennis. Oh, you know what, Tiff, you're hopeless. You know, you should be able to beat these people. What's going on with you? And why are they playing better than me? I'm the one that does all the work. I'm the one that works really harder. I actually hit the ball better than them. And I practice so many more hours a day than what they do. Oh, you know, just accept it, Tiff. You're not going to be good. Just you're having yourself on, right? So you may be saying those things to you. Oh, well, you know, that's just the way it is. I'm never going to be that good. doesn't matter how hard I work, I'm never going to be that good. You know what my answer to that is after all my experience through sport? So learning, you know, tennis as a, as a child and a junior and then moving into golf as an adult and so on and really understanding how the mind works. Well, I'm going to say to you, if you say those things to yourself that you're hopeless, that you should be able to beat these people, that you're playing, that they're playing better than me, and that brings me to a conversation that I had with my mum. My mum, I've just spent the last day with my mum, beautiful lady she is, and she was saying to me about when I was playing tennis that I used to really frustrate her because I had all this ability but I was losing to people that I shouldn't have been losing to. And it used to really frustrate her that I was losing these games. Now, she would be really frustrated with me. I was really frustrated with me because I didn't know how to control my emotions. I didn't know how to focus and all of that sort of stuff. And mum didn't know how to help me. And so, you know, there was frustration all around. And mum was never angry with me or never let me know that she was frustrated with what she was watching. But um, I was so frustrated with him because I didn't know how to help me either. I didn't know how to, that I could control my emotions. I didn't know that uh, there was specific techniques I could work on to, to learn how to focus better and, and you know, all, all these other strategies that you could do. I didn't know any of that at the time, right? So I used to go away and say, oh, well, you're hopeless, you know. You should be able to beat them, but you're not beating them. 
And then I used to justify why I didn't beat them and so on. And then I just accepted, oh, well, you know, just never going to be that good, you know. So the thing, the thing is, is that what was happening in, in with whether it was my situation or what's happening with you is that, well, you know what, of course you're not going to be good because you're telling yourself that you're not going to be good anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? If you're going to put yourself down and you're going to say that you're not good enough and you'll never be good enough, well, of course you won't because that's what you're telling yourself. Would you let anyone else speak to you that way? No. You'd reject that comment. Yeah, but it's all right for you to speak to yourself that way. It's not good enough, right? So the thing is, is that what's happening is what you're focusing on and the problem that you're focusing on is the fact that you think that you're not good enough, you're not achieving what it is that you want to achieve because you've set this standard for yourself of what you want to achieve, but it's not happening. And because you know what? It's what you're focusing on. So you're focusing on the outcome, right? The final result. The final result is actually not going to happen if you're not doing the process, right? So you need to be focusing on the process because if you focus on the process or the processes, that's going to give you the outcome that you ideally want, right? So what you're focusing on is outcome, 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 outcome. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, that'd be right. Yeah, of course you'd make a mistake. Oh yeah, of course you'd lose. Of course they're better than you because you're just outcome focused. And this is where the problems lie. And what I'm saying to you is that you need to be focusing on the process. Now, the process is the attention to detail. You might come back to me and say, you know what, Tiff, I'm a big picture person. Yep, I get that. I'm a big picture person too. But what I understand, especially through everything that I've done with sport and even what I do in business, it's the attention to detail that's going to get you the results. It's the processes that's going to get your results. So my question to you is what must you focus on to get the goal or the outcome that you ideally want? Now, this can be with regards to your sport, business, whatever it is, whatever reason you're listening to me, your life. What must you focus on to get the outcome or the goal that you want? So... That's the question that I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a couple more as well. What do you need to do? So if you're focusing on the outcome of what you want and that's all you're focusing on, it's the wrong focus. Remember I was speaking about in a podcast a little while ago and what you focus on expands, right? So what you're focusing on is outcome, 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 and that's expanding and what it's doing is it's spiraling out of control and it's creating all this panic and stress in your life. What you need to be focused on is what you need to do to get that outcome. What skills do you need to have to get that outcome? What work do you need to work on you mentally to get that outcome? Right, so these are just some simple questions to get you to start thinking about what it is that you need to be doing. I'm going to cover this in a much, much deeper episode in, in my um, 
podcast show, the Tiffany Michael podcast. So this is where I do the really big podcasts. These are my daily ones through here. But I want to kick the ball off and get this rolling for you is that you can't just focus on what the outcome is. Yes, I've got goals too. And this is, you know, there's specific things that I want to achieve, but I know there's specific processes that I need to work on in order to achieve that. Because it's not just going to magically happen me thinking about it or wanting it. Right? So the question again, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to go through it again, is what must you focus on to get the outcome or goal that you want? What do you need to do? What skills do you need to have? What do you need to work on mentally? Right? Very simple questions, but it's just to get you to start to think about what it is that you actually need to be doing. Today is practicing with purpose. Now, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because a lot of people out there and you may be the same, you'll go and practice and really work on specific skills and so on, but there's no real set purpose or plan for that to happen. It's just, oh, well, I've got to do that and that's what I'll go and do. Or in golf, I want to be more consistent, so I'll just go and practice. I'll just go and hit some balls. Well, what does that achieve? If you, You've got to make sure that you're practicing on something very specific. Same if you go and practice tennis or hockey or uh, softball, baseball, whatever the sport is, you've got to be very specific in what you're going to practice and why you are going to practice that. I have a lot of people in golf say to me, oh, I want to be more consistent, I want to be more consistent, but I'm not going to practice. Okay. Well, what can we do here? You know, like when somebody's not willing to do the work yet they want the results, what do you say? My attitude is always, well, you know what? You've got to go and practice because if you don't practice these specific things that you need in order to become consistent, the idea, you know, the ideal way that you want to become consistent, well, how's it going to happen? Realistically, it's not. So my answer to that is always, you know what, you've got to go and do the work if you want the result. You know, there's other things you can work on as rhythm and all of that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, if you're not hitting the ball well or you're not, you know, playing the way that you want to in any sport that you're pursuing, it's not going to happen, right? It's really not going to happen because you're going to have to have a plan in place, a purpose in place of what you want to achieve why you want to achieve it, and how you're going to achieve it. And I've been reading this great book, The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Now, this book was written in the 1920s. I think he did a lot of research around this for for many, many years. There's another fantastic book that I've read of his um, is uh, Think and Grow Rich, which was like a 20, something like a 20-year um, journey of him writing that book because he was doing a lot of research. And the same here, he, I think he must have surveyed about 16,000 men and women to actually put this uh, book together. Now, this was first published in 1928. But the thing that I want to um, share with you here is a couple of examples of what he's written. And it's really interesting because even though this was this book was written in the 1920s, Everything still applies. It doesn't matter that we're in this, you know, wonderful technological age, the, you know, the information age, we've got access at our fingertips and so on. All these same 
rules apply, so to speak, because um, we're still human. You know, this we still have struggles, we still have um, challenges, you know, and we have all these mental challenges. And just because we've got access and we have much better life than what we've ever had, uh, we still seem seem to struggle. So I just wanted to read a couple of things, points out here with regards to what he talks about as a, a definite chief aim and what he talks about is the lack of a definite chief aim or the lack of a definite purpose. Now, he, I just want to going to read you just a couple of paragraphs. If a steamship lost its rudder in mid-ocean and began circling around, it would soon exhaust its fuel supply without reaching the shore despite the fact that it would use up enough energy to carry it to shore and back several times, right? So losing its rudder, what is that saying? doesn't have a clear direction. The man who labours without a definite purpose that is backed up by a definite plan for its attainment resembles the ship that has lost its rudder. Hard labour and good intentions are not sufficient to carry a man through to success. For how may a man be sure that he has attained success unless he has established his mind some definite object that he wishes? Again, what's it talking about? Now, in, in this book, he refers to man, this man, that. So, you know, don't be offended by that because it was written in the 1920s. But um, again, a man without the without the definite purpose that is backed up by a definite plan for its attainment resembles the ship that it's lost its rudder. What about every well-built house started in the form of a definite purpose plus a definite plan in the nature of a set of blueprints? Imagine what would happen if one tried to build a house by the haphazard method without plans. Workmen would be in each other's way. Building material would be piled all over the lot before the foundation was completed. And everybody on the job would have a different notion as to how the house ought to be built. Result, chaos and misunderstandings and costs that would be prohibited. Now, again, what is it talking about? It's talking about if a house has started in the form with a purpose of how it's going to be built and has a definite plan and has a set of blueprints, then the house will be built. But what if it didn't have that blueprint? What if it didn't have that definite purpose of what it needs to be to look like? Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's talking about you being very clear on what you want, a definite purpose, definite purpose in your practice, and a a plan, like a set of blueprint on what you need to be doing. So that's what I wanted to share with you today is the importance of having um, a practice plan, like a purpose for the plan to practice so that you're actually achieving what you want. There's no point going out off practicing and going, you you know, I hope it all works well today. Oh, you know, like I get people that come to me from, that have gone to the drive oh I, from the driving range oh I've hit the ball so well today I just can't understand why I can't do it here out on the golf course there's a reason there's also a reason of why things work at the practice range and they don't work on the golf course and the same in if you're competing in another sport and there's reasons why you're train you can train well and perform quite well in training but you struggle in in matches and so on I'll cover that in another podcast show, but in in my big podcast show. But 
The thing here and the point I want to get across to you right now is you need to make sure that you're practicing with purpose. You need to have a plan of why you're out there practicing. There's no point otherwise because you're just going to be wasting your time because you're not going to be focused in on, on improving you, okay? You're not going to be focused on improving your skills. So what's the what have you got to do today? You have to go and work on what you're purposes why are you practicing plan it out what do you want to achieve from it having an impact and also leaving an impact and this has really come about because yesterday I went to a funeral and um, you know when you go to a funeral what does it do when you go to one it really gets you to think about your own life and your family doesn't it it really makes you really have a good think about how lucky you are to still have your life and still to have your family and really appreciate what you've got and Mitzi who is a really good friend of my um, husband and um, her husband's a really good friend of my husband she passed away last week from cancer and it was really amazing to be at the funeral yesterday because of the impact that you could see that she'd actually left with uh, her family and her friends. It was really amazing. She she was an artist. I got to work with Mitzi. Mitzi actually came and had some golf lessons with me as well. Um, but she was an artist and she really loved bright, vibrant colours and Everyone that, that that attended the funeral yesterday were um, were wearing those you know bright, vibrant colours, and just to let Mitzi know that she had left an impact on them. And I found that really powerful because here is a woman, and she was to me she came across very quiet and um, you know great mother, and just you know just got on with and did the things that she was passionate about. But she really had left an impact on the people that she touched and that she cared for and that she taught. She ran art classes and and all of that type of thing as well. So she had this huge impact and her daughters, you know, and her husband spoke very highly of her and the impact that that she had had on, on their family. It was just, it was so beautiful. So Mitzi, rest in peace. We love you. But when you go to a funeral, and you really look at your um, at your life because that's what we do. It, it's very much a reflection on on our life. What what do we take away from this when we do go to a funeral and when we do um, experience sorrow like this? And I come up with a few points because it, I think it's really important that we we are aware of, of that because sometimes we just get so caught up in our own heads and we get really frustrated with ourselves and you know having these high expectations that we should be able to do this and we should be able to do that and I talk about all of the things that we should be doing um, in order for the results to happen anyway but I just want you to take this in is that you know what? What we take away from when we um, go to something that you know, saying goodbye to someone, what do we take from this? So we really have to look at you know, appreciating the life that we have now. So if we've got, you know, we may not have all the things that we want in life, 
but we still have our health. You know, we're still waking up every day and really appreciating what we've got. So I want you to look at that, you know, we want to make sure that we're still, we're appreciating, even though we haven't achieved the ideal goals that we want to achieve, you know what, we've still got our life and we're still living. So you want to appreciate what you have and and just keep living. And another point I want to make is go out there and, and live to your best day and and give your best that you can give that for you every day. Give your best. Don't just get up and go through the motions. Get up and give your best. Another point is I want to, to express that to give love to people who you really care about and show that you care them, care for them and, and you love them unconditionally. It's just so important to really let people know that you really care and love them um, because, like I said, when, when you attend a funeral, it really gets you to think about your own life and, and where you're positioned. And then I really want you to think about this one. How can you have an impact on the people in your world? Like I saw that what the impact that Mitzi had had on the, on the people in her world, her family and her friends. And I want you to be thinking about what type of legacy do you want to create for your family and your friends and, and your world, who's in your world? Because at the end of the day, one day, we're not going to be here either. And we want to really make sure that we're leaving the impact on our, the people that we care about and that we love. So my impact is to inspire my nieces to believe in themselves, be confident and go after the most passionate dreams in their life and just go after them and not let anything hold them back. And this is the reason why I created Reach Your Potential with TIFF was because of them, because of my love for them, my passion for them. Maybe when they're older and they've finished school, they want to come and work with me. That would be absolutely awesome. I'd love that. But I want them to grow up to be, you know, passionate, to be inspired, you know, to really believe in themselves that they can do anything that they want to do. And I want that for you too. You know, I want you to be able to believe in yourself, be confident in you, go after your dreams. Don't let anything hold you back. And I wish that for all the the girls, the teenage girls and the women to believe in themselves and go after their dreams. Because they can. And I just wanted to, to share that today with you is that, you know, it, it's all a, it's, it's just not about you. It's all, it's about all the people that you mix with, all the people that you have an impact with in your life. And what can you do to have an impact on people in your life and in your world? Because I know the impact that I want to leave and I want to inspire girls, teenage girls and women to believe in themselves because I didn't believe in me when I was growing up. I do now but I didn't then and I want them to grow up and believe in themselves that they can do anything. They can do anything that they want to do. Nothing can hold them back. Only their own limitations but I'm wiping that. We're wiping the slate clean. There's not going to be any limitations. It's really going after what you want. Don't let anything hold you back because you can do it. Sure, it's going to take some work and it's going to take effort and we talk about that. But go for it. 
Okay, so there were some really powerful things that came up there, wasn't it, about making excuses and what you need to really make sure that you're not making excuses about and not having those conversations in your head and being very more deliberate on what you need to make sure that you're achieving. Also, you know, focusing on the outcome, it really doesn't work, does it? So you've got some action steps that you can need that you can put into place and, you know, you're focusing more on the the actual skills and tasks and so on that need to be done in, the, in each day because of what you're going to be focusing on in those days or in that skill, that's actually going to give you the outcome that you ideally want. Why purpose? Why practicing with purpose is so essential? Because you need to have yes, you need to have an outcome of why you are working on that specific skill, and what challenges you need to be giving yourself, and so on. So there's action steps that you need to make sure that you're putting in place for practicing with purpose. Because then, if you're just showing up and practicing, and you're not actually practicing for a reason, what's the point? How's it going to help you? It really doesn't because you're not very structured. You need to make sure you've got structured and a plan on what you need to make sure that you're focused on. And then having an impact and leaving an impact, that was quite a quite a powerful um, lesson learned and being more aware, you know, because funerals can be very sad occasions and it really makes us look look back on, on life and, and our lives and so on and, it was just such, I found it so powerful because it, Mitzi had left an impact on her family and the people around her and and that was the thing. It was just, it was so beautiful and it's about you having an impact on people you care about and that you love in your life and what legacy and impact can you leave with them, right? So it's about starting and and. and really being in tune and being in the moment. And you'll actually hear that in the lessons learned as well. So if you listen to the episode on lessons learned for this week, I talk about um, being in the moment, like actually really being in the moment, not just staying in the moment mentally, it's actually really being there. And that's quite a powerful lesson that that I learned throughout attending the funeral and and just seeing how um, Mitzi's family responded and, how they spoke so beautifully of her and the impact that that she has left on them and that they're going to continue that legacy. It was just really, really beautiful. So um, there's some really powerful lessons learned throughout the week and also um, the episodes that I, I shared for you for that for that week as well. Uh, I found them uh, really good lessons and, and very powerful for me and I hope that they're very powerful for you too. So if uh, you found that you got a lot of value out of today and you'd love to share with me what you like best about what you heard in, in this episode, that'd be fantastic. So if you could leave a a comment and share with me what you like best about what you heard. That'd be absolutely awesome. And if you've got friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes and the, the podcasts that I share with you, love it if you could share it with your friends and uh, so that we can build the Reach of Potential with Tiff community and the Tiffany Micah podcast community as big as we possibly can. That'd be absolutely fantastic. And uh, But right now and for the rest of your life I want you to be always doing this and I want you to always be saying this to yourself is dream big believe in you 
and go after your dreams and have an absolutely awesome day and take care. And I look forward to hearing from you real soon. Bye-bye. Are you so frustrated that you feel no matter how hard you work, you don't feel like you are getting anywhere? To the point you are constantly tired, you hit burnout regularly, even feel like you're just going backwards. This is why it's time. It's time to make the necessary changes and get a coach. A coach is someone who helps you establish the foundations you need to achieve the goals you so badly want. Without the right foundations, you will continue to get frustrated, hit burnout, and feel like you're going backwards no matter how hard you work. This is why you need to enroll in the First Bounce program. The First Bounce program is setting up systems and habits and having them in place. These are the foundations you'll need to achieve your goals. Without these, you'll keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. For more information about the First Bounce program, go to tiffany-mika.com, scroll to the bottom of the site, click on the First Bounce program, fill out the application form to see if you qualify for the First Bounce program. As I only work with those who will do the work required to get the results. If this is you, then I look forward to working with you. Dream big, believe in you, and go after your dreams.